Hello and welcome back to Even More News, the first and only news podcast. My name, my friends, is Katie Stoll. Oh, hey. that's true. Hi, I'm Cody hey. Johnston, name-wise. Johnston, name-wise. That's what it is. Joining us today for the first time, we're thrilled, uh, some more news writer host of the podcast Binge Boys, and brother to our very own Jonathan, Lon Harris, ladies and gentlemen. Hey! What a a treat. What a treat to be here. Thank you so much. Ha-cha-cha-cha. Hi, welcome. Hey! We're glad to have you. Should I do it too? I know, we're all doing the ha-cha-cha-cha. Ha-cha-cha-cha! My dad used to say that to me as he was tucking me in at night. He would go, good night, Mrs. Murgatroyd, wherever, wherever you are. Wherever you are. Little, yeah, little Jimmy Durante. Then, little Jimmy yeah, little classic, Jimmy Durante. Classic uh, reference that kids love. Yeah. Yeah. Classic classic dad stuff right there. It's classic dad stuff. <laughs> but like, look, I, I was searching. I'm glad you knew who that was because mm-hmm. I was searching for the name. I was like, who was that? Who was that? Um, but my didn't stop dad. Didn't stop dad from doing it. Nothing stopped um, dad. No. All right. As we all know, we're familiar with this show. We got to start things off here with a little holiday shout out. And today, April 28th, the day that we are recording is Love Your Thighs Day. What? Love Your Thighs. Love Your Thighs. Love Your Thighs. So this is um, almost certainly aimed at women um, who, who don't love their thighs I guess I guess I resent this flip holiday telling me to love my thighs when the real problem uh, with my thighs is that society is trying to tell me how to feel about my motherfucking thighs yeah. and whether I should make them thinner or bigger or lusher. And um, yeah, Lush that's thighs. my. We're my all own living under the thumb of big thigh. It's of true. Big <laughs> thigh. So anyway. Do you want to be able to hate your thighs? I want to be able to do whatever I want. Whatever you want. Okay, that's reasonable. I I feel like love yourself, love your body. These are all very healthy, fine messages. But once you dig into the specific (laughs) part, it's like, I should be allowed to feel like differently about my wrist and my thigh. You know, like that's Mm -hmm. up to me. I guess... These are all fun. It's true. All of it's true. I guess that my, the only, there's nothing inherently wrong with the message that you should love your thighs. I'm sure if I was to read the caption that goes along with this, it would say something about, you know, um, society puts so much pressure on us and we beat ourselves up and this is a day for you to love your thighs. But what I don't like about it is that this is a really serious issue that I plan to speak more um, at length about in the future. That can't just be categorized into this little trite holiday this is this is kind of a big deal and it's bigger than just loving yourself that there's a lot of pressures that contribute to people's mental health uh problems in in relation to their body anywho take that day yeah um but also you know what do they you know like loving your thighs loving your th- yourself that also love like loving involves taking care of too are you taking care of yourself? Are you taking care of your thighs? What does that mean? Are you mean? taking what care of your mean? thighs? What you know? does that Specific mean? Specific thigh care. What is thigh care as opposed I, it, to the it, rest it, of it, you? I don't know. Whatever, lotions? Squats. Whatever your thigh yeah. may be. Squats and give lotions, it what I it means. Yeah, yeah. I feel like it's a mostly squat and lotion theme. Oh, are you using the same lotion on your face that you do on your thighs? That's a oh, huge that's no-no. Bad thigh care. care. Yeah. That's just careless, yeah. I think the, the website for Love Your Thighs Day should be all like incredibly pedestrian, obvious. Like, they connect your hips to your knees. Like, and we love that yeah. about them. Yeah. 
So like, but we do. I want to follow you. Your your legs are strong and they carry you everywhere. We love <laughs> right, that about yeah. that. Yeah. Also today, April 29th, the day of this release. It's National Dance Day. So wow, after you've one. loved those thighs, take them dancing. Mm-hmm. Damn it. That's how you really love your yeah. thighs is let them let them do some movement for you. What better way to express your love of your thighs than through the art of dance? I mean, yeah. that's, that's right how there. I express it. Yeah, exactly. Love your thighs. Treat them well. The next day, take them out for a nice night of dancing maybe a movie who knows <laughs> every day is love your thighs. thighs day okay okay lon this is the part of the episode where we chat with you and we already know you but now our right. our listeners will get to know you a little bit about time we've already established that you and jonathan are brothers yeah how'd you guys meet <laughs> I, I it, it happened i don't really remember it well i was only i was but four years old at the time mm. but there oh, was definitely okay. like okay. a day where it was like meet jonathan Classic meet cute. Classic. Were you guys like friends or in competition? I mean, it was a little of both. We we hung out a lot. We spent a lot of time together growing up. We were both like indoor kids. Uh, watch a lot of movies together. <laughs> mm-hmm. But there was it was not purely harmonious. I would say there was there oh. was there was occasional uh, you know conflict there. I don't know, John. What, what do you brother think? Am, stuff. I, am I summarizing it well? Yeah, that's about right. Uh, I remember one time. You wanted to tape something off TV, and I wouldn't w- let you use one of my tapes that had like a bunch oh. of movies taped off HBO to do right. it. And yeah. you got very mad. Uh, and then th- the next hour, it was over. You know, I yeah. stuff mm-hmm. like that. I don't. Yeah, think, a uh, lot of that. Right, a lot of that. I didn't mean to dedicate our talking time to your childhood. I was mostly, <laughs> but you know, but it is sweet. It's nice to have a little insight into the brother dynamic. Yeah, but more topical. Lon, you mm. wrote um, the episode. That came out this week I on did. China, and that's a massive undertaking. <laughs> yeah, it was probably, I'll get better at pitching. Like right now, I feel like I'm definitely <laughs> better at writing the episodes than coming up with what they should be about, because I, I, I aim for the fences every time, and I've got to start like, uh, I don't know, winnowing down my vision. Because yeah, I was just like, I don't know, something about China. Something about China. <laughs> and then everybody was like, great, write that. And then it was like, oh, what have I done? So, but what would it be? What, yeah. what specifically? You know, just generally, what's going on with those guys? Yeah, yeah. What's up with them? Have you seen Moonfall? I won't take us on a huge detour, but <laughs> the way they talk about the moon in Moonfall was like how I was talking about China. Like, <laughs> we got to get up to that moon and see what's going on up there. That was me. And we're like, it down turns out here calling up yeah. to you, Lon. What's going up there on the moon? <laughs> yeah, we got to go inside China. I won't spoil, but I will say I'm also I am. Very excited for the next episode that you're currently writing and working on mm, uh, yeah. because uh, it's, it's an interesting idea and also it's very specific. And I like this about the show, but there's it, it sort of has its own kind of subgenres in some way. Like uh, not every episode is the same kind of vibe and tone and pace. And so some are, you know, more comedy forward and some are more of like, here's a huge look at this massive topic and some are drilled in and more advocate centric you know like we're making a case for this and uh and i like that but it also means like you've got so many options when you're trying to come up with not just right. a topic but like well what is this episode about this topic mm-hmm. how does it play mm-hmm. out so it's yeah, yeah there's a lot there's a lot that goes into it it's not as obvious as just being like ah i don't know what about china which right. is what my first run was yeah <laughs> Hey, little fella, don't be scared. It's just an ad for stamps.com. You know, 
Ever since I was run over by those teenagers over summer break, I like to mail them all little reminders that I remember what they did to me. It's my way of saying, hey, maybe you'll see me again someday. But mailing letters to five teenagers every day for the past three years can get pricey, which is why I use Stamps.com for more than 20 years. They have helped over one million businesses skip the line at the post office by offering the same stamps you get as USPS and UPS right from your home computer. They also offer discounts of up to 30% off USPS rates and 86% off UPS so you can affordably do your business no matter how many teenagers you need to threaten. I mean, check in with, check in with, not threaten. You got an Etsy shop? Maybe you own an entire warehouse. Stamps.com will help you no matter what size your business is. All you need is a computer and a printer and you'll be sending nondescript letters with red scrawled lettering in no time. So sign up today with promo code more news for a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage and a digital scale no long-term commitments or contracts once again just go to stamps.com click the microphone at the top of the page and enter code more news do it or i'm gonna get you listen listen Teeth are great. No one is saying they aren't useful when you have to chomp down on a piece of cinnamon toast or get a nail out of a wall. But some days, I'm not in the mood to bite stuff. Luckily, that doesn't mean I can't eat right, and that's thanks to AG1 by Athletic Greens. They take all of your daily vitamins and cram them all into one convenient drink. As you know, teeth are optional for liquids. And so, just one scoop of this stuff contains 75 vitamins, minerals, and whole food sourced ingredients. Basically, they take all the guesswork out of eating right or taking a bunch of products or pills so you can give your brain and chompers a rest Again, nothing against teeth. I use mine all the time, but do we really want to rely on our teeth every day? That's giving them all the power. Athletic Greens continues to improve AG1 based on the latest research and has designed their product to be friendly to every lifestyle like keto or vegan or paleo or or and right now they're going to give you an immune-supporting free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase if you visit athleticgreens.com slash more news today. Again, simply visit athleticgreens.com slash more news to take control of your health and give AG1 a try. Show your teeth that they don't run your life. I don't want your life. Say the teeth. I don't know. Yeah, we're going to talk about the news, and we're going to start with Elon Musk and Twitter. Of course. The news that everybody can't Just like stand. the actual news will start and stop with Elon Musk. Yeah, you know, a lot, a lot has changed in just one week, you know? Was it just last Thursday I sat here saying, guys, I don't think it's even possible that he could buy it. Because <laughs> who's going to give him that money? His money's all tied up in his stocks. But he did it. He pulled it off. He maneuvered his way in. Uh, he will soon be the new owner of Twitter. The company has accepted. Probably his- and maybe. I would still... I think still it's still in this a, zone where, like, he could theoretically get out of it if he wanted to. Do you think to. he would want... I think... I, I, mostly I think he's doing this for his ego and attention and things like that. Um, and I think that 
he will get to a point where uh, the money stuff doesn't quite work out in his favor. And also he realizes the actual headache that comes from oh my god owning Twitter and do and like doing this and like all the, like implementing his ideas and stuff like that. And I think he might he'll probably just like slowly back out of it in a way that is spun by him where people if you like Elon Musk, you'll be like, wow, such a good decision to like throw the little bomb and then step away and like whatever it is he wants to frame it as uh, I think that he'll try to save face um, and maybe not but I don't know maybe he'll do well, it well he certainly will save face with some people who with whom he can do no wrong people are already giving him credit for fixing it I saw it last <laughs> night people were already like oh my god and I'm not shadow banned anymore everybody's responding to my tweets again thank you Elon it's like he could guys he could he's not there yet he didn't yet. Like, do that it's like very yeah it's very embarrassing um, and <laughs> I would posit a little pathetic um, the just like the sycophantic nature of the whole thing and how they approach him even like Tucker Carlson and uh, what's his fate like a lot of people are, are like who've been like suspended briefly have like been like I'm back thanks to Elon Musk right like, well, no yes, you yeah. you deleted your tweet that you were that they asked you to delete, right and now you're back it's all this sort of like framing of like it's the savior of Twitter has done it all it's like no he hasn't done anything yet yeah, you're they were, just they're preemptively crediting him so that he, I think I think it's they know, like, even if he backs out, they could still be like, but look at how much better it got exactly. just from him getting involved for a day, you know? Like, yeah, absolutely. He's just doing attention, all of that. I pretty much I, I can't be convinced otherwise, <laughs> but I think that he was not <laughs> intending to buy it. And everybody online freaked out. And all of a sudden, people were talking about how. He's not going to do it. He wouldn't go through with it. He won't be able to get the money. And that was a challenge. And then that's why a week later it happened. I don't think that that was intention. I think it's similar to Donald Trump deciding he's going to be president. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, whoops. It's very similar. To I'm yeah. going to do it. And he's using, he uses Twitter in the same way. He's loving this. He's like, a, he's rolling, he's like a pig and shit rolling around in it, enjoying it. Right. But know? then like realizing like, wait, there's like razor blades in this shit. I actually don't <laughs> want to do this anymore. Yeah. I, I feel like the one big thing from Elon perspective but it, it is among the true believers nothing will will shake their faith in him like there's nothing you can do but it does make you wonder like his argument is i am leading the charge on electric cars saving the environment space colonization we can't stay on earth we have to leave i'm gonna save us all i'm gonna end traffic and be like <laughs> and, and i'm gonna neuralink i'm gonna connect everybody's brains and to be like you know what all that stuff still going, going great, working perfectly, right on schedule. But I'm going to I'm going to leave all that aside and work on Twitter for a while. Like, doesn't that kind of give away that all these other things are kind of not going to work either? Like, yeah, well, we were doing our Google Hangout earlier this week with with Patreon members and, and talking about this. And I'm not sure who brought this point up, but maybe it was you, Cody. If you're if you're the CEO of multiple companies, you're really not doing much for any of those companies, you know. Well, think about it, if you had a full time job for one of those kind, of, like if you work for Tesla full time, the understanding would be that's your life. Like you're not, you wouldn't be like, yeah, I work for Tesla. Yeah, I also I work for SpaceX. Oh, I also have a full time job for the boring company. Like people be like, what are you? How do you work three full time jobs? But somehow Elon Musk manages. Real quick, just sort of on the like. Uh topic of him sort of uh in over his head not really wanting to do it and understanding that like the things that he's claiming like oh, it's free speech absolute like all this kind of stuff he's talking about um i don't really think he believes it but i just like this one tweet by him i thought was 
not interesting or fascinating, but mostly just like, look at this fucking guy. Um, <laughs> because it kind of gives away like a little bit his position. Um, I'm sure you've seen it. It's when he says, by free speech, I simply mean that which matches the law. Right. I'm against censorship that goes far beyond the law. If people want less free speech, they will ask government to pass laws to that effect. Therefore, going beyond the law is contrary yeah. to the rule of the people. Two things about this that I find fascinating. Again, no, it's not fascinating. Just look at this fucking guy. The idea that laws reflect the will of the people is very funny. Um, <laughs> right. Like, it's like going beyond the laws contrary to the will of the people. And if they want different laws passed, they'll just ask. That never happens. Uh, there's like you can there's like there's data on we've this. been like, asking the the, <laughs> yeah. the the like the popular opinion or like what people want and like it actually happening it like it drags so far apart it's when people with money say that things should happen it's not the will of the people that makes the laws it's funny we're still in that like well listen if you call your representative and tell that not enough people call their representative and tell them what they think like that's such like uh, they know they all they all know the yeah. representatives know there's polls every day it, they just don't care it's yeah ridiculous. exactly they'll be like wait uh, they, they wanted universal background checks for years why were we they didn't saying know that? exactly yeah uh so many things like that but no but all everything yes i agree completely but also just this statement is so nothing it's it's absolutely nothing what are you saying by free speech i simply mean that which matches the law this is the second part of it that I find so funny. Sorry. I, it's because because what he's bringing up here, and it is vague on purpose, um, because also, like, again, you know, like, what matches the law? So, like, just, like, First Amendment stuff? Like, what do you, like, what do you mean? Right. But he adds this line, I am against censorship that goes far beyond the law. Far beyond, far beyond. is the phrase right. that he chose. So he knows that it can't just be the letter of the law, and that's it. He knows there needs to be some sort of moderation, regulation, some sort of thing going on with bases like this. Uh, so he puts in far beyond the law because he actually knows he can't do the things that he's pretending that he's right. going to do. And you can tell he thought about it for the first time right before he wrote this. Yeah, like, exactly. Free speech. What do I believe about? Okay, here and we go. He's doing the thing that so many right wing guys do that classic bait and switch. And and usually I'm like, well, they know like Ben Shapiro, when he does the bait and switch, I know he knows better. He just thinks the people listening to him are doofuses. This is one of the rare cases where I genuinely don't know if Elon understands the mistake he's making. He's saying free speech according to the law, which means like, okay, a, a, a public park. Uh, the street corner that that's where free speech laws matter they don't matter inside starbucks because that's a problem we on we all understand you couldn't go into starbucks and yell whatever you want they can ask you to leave just like you can't go to big lots naked and buy things they can ask you to leave because they own the building and that's what all of these people really want they don't want the right to say whatever they want. They already have that. They want the right to say whatever they want in front of the audience that somebody else has already gathered. They, they're yes. like, I have the right to the collective audience that Twitter has built up and you need to give me the right to access it. And that's not how free speech works. So when you're like, I think Twitter should follow the free speech law, they, are, they already do. Mm -hmm. It's their right well, to set the standards for their platform under free speech laws. Also, as Jonathan points out in our notes here, the European Union has different laws against mm -hmm. yeah. content moderation. So this whole conversation, I guess, is just about the United States. Twitter is not just the United States. This is a, a worldwide, a global platform. I believe it's the EU ridiculous. already said... 
regardless of what Twitter decides internally, they still have to follow our yeah, rules they did. about content um, moderation. Yeah, so, yesterday, the day before, I think. Yeah. So, yeah, I um, mean, he's really talking about different policies for every country in which Twitter operates, which is not tenable right. anyway. But right. And none of it's none of it's practical. None of this stuff is real. It's all just talk. And he just it's the attention. Even if he takes over Twitter, I think the changes will be minimal. It'll just be PR. And spin. I think at the end of the day. Right. <laughs> right. Because <laughs> be like, we got rid of shadow banning. And you're like, well, how can I tell? Like, man, you can't. Yeah. <laughs> you just you'll have to. But this it. has become, you know, is is the hot topic. Also, conservatives are. You know, celebrating this whole situation, you know, and bringing up the truly just wrong <laughs> argument that there is a liberal bias on Twitter, something that Twitter itself has conducted studies and has proven that there is not such a thing. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, it's all there. Ben Shapiro. Here, do you want to talk about Ben Shapiro, Cody? You talk about Ben Shapiro. Never. What did he tweet? What? I don't know. What, did, what did Ben tweet? He he's in an argument with a college kid. Is this? Oh that one? no, that's today's news. No, Ben Shapiro. Oh, he wants a truth and reconciliation committee. The truth oh, and right. reconciliation <laughs> committee. Yeah. Okay. Does anyone want to do the voice and read the, no. the tweet? No. Now I you know. want a truth and reconciliation commission into past manipulation, uh, algorithmic transparency. He also suggests that Elon should fire a lot of people. The woke progressives. Because of their ideology. That's interesting. Because of their ideology. That's interesting that he wants to do that. Because of Sri's. Yeah. Uh, I'm just wondering, like, if he thinks that it would be possible to put the people in in who do the implementation of Twitter's rules, completely neutral, bias free people. Or if he's like, no, screw it. Just put in a bunch of people who are like me. (laughs) <laughs> ban all well them. you i mean you know what he wants but like in his mind uh there's like the far left that is in control of everything and then everybody else including him right like he doesn't think that like we need to put like far right people in charge he's like views the world in this like the left controls it all it's like that believe like the far right is actually just like that's the norm like that's the standard Anybody who deviates from that, they're the crazy fringe. It's like that's the, you know, like how we all are supposed to just center onto like far right ideas. Like that's that's the norm. That's right. that's baseline. Well, it's like that uh, awful tweet that yeah. Elon Musk tweeted today uh, that made me finally mute him because he's Which one? just a the, like, fucking fraud. The like one where he's saying he hasn't changed at all. It's just like the country got the country has gotten left. really far left. They've mm. moved all the way to the left. The right hasn't shifted at all. And he's stuck here with like, why? Grant, you and be- if you notice in that, he has himself shifted from center left to center right. Because you see, it's all of us and our woke progressive thoughts that have driven him closer to the white supremacists. Yeah, you know? it's, just- it's not like he agrees with some of what they say. Yeah, it's like exactly. It's like, well, you make look at what you're making me do. Um, yeah, we, we it's forced wild him to uh, be become bigoted against trans people. We, um, we yeah, we uh, yeah, we hand. forced him to like I don't know support like people storming the Capitol because yeah. of a fake idea that the election like what it, like the idea that like in 2008 things were normal and like the right was here and the left was here and then now after the insurrection it's all like the left is so ah they're so far yeah. to the left it's like no it's just like healthcare tax you more sorry buddy 
Um, it's like, it's just so laughably wrong. You can look at actual data, which is available to him. It's, he's just posting Facebook mom shit. And like, he's supposed to be a smart guy who cares about information and he just isn't and doesn't. I and mean, it's... that's what I mean. Like, he, it really does to me on some level. And I know he's got his like little pocket of guys that don't care and will follow him no matter what. But the larger message, his branding used to be like forward thinking science mm-hmm. genius who was going to mm-hmm. save humanity. And like, this just cuts against that. Even if you believe his BS about he's going to fix it, like. It's Twitter. Who cares? Like, that's what, when I was reading Ben Shapiro's read, and I know there are people out there who love Twitter and it's important organizing. I don't mean to say there's no use for Twitter mm-hmm. or it's just dumb memes or whatever. Like, a lot of people rely on Twitter, and I, I don't mean to not say that, but, like, when you read Ben Shapiro, it's like, we need a truth and reconciliation commission. Like, well, if you think it's that important, we should just nationalize it. It, it should mm-hmm. make it a public utility. It belongs to all of us. And then legally, you can't get kicked off. You can get a timeout if you attack right, someone exactly. and like, then you can come back you know like what like otherwise if it's if it's it's either a public utility that's vital for american life and you have a right to tweet or it's fucking not man like it's one or the other you gotta pick yeah or it's yeah shorter myspace or whatever yeah it's like either it's just some <laughs> app that we all use to yell about batman or it's really important <laughs> and it should belong to all of us not the richest man in the world yeah <laughs> i agree right? yeah. I agree with you both completely yeah he just <sighs> I don't even know what to say anymore. (laughs) I know. I'm like, like, do I want to bring up this Tim Pool meme? I don't. No. Well, it's just like every one of his. This is why I like muted him, because every one of his tweets is like, what are you doing? Like, what a waste of everybody's time. Uh, It's also wrong. Usually. Is it? Is this Marvel's fault? I honestly feel like on some (laughs) level, Jon Favreau and Kevin Feige did this. Like that idea in 07, 08 that like. Robert Downey Jr. modeled Tony Stark on Elon Musk, and Elon Musk is the real-life Tony Stark, and that just, like, implanted itself. Lon, I think you mm-hmm. found yourself another Some More News pitch. <laughs> like, that just planted itself deep in the minds of people of a certain age in America, no, and yeah. then it just, it's axiomatic. It's like, he's yeah. the real-life Tony Stark, it's- is gonna save us all. Yeah, there was that one clip of, um, I think it was one of the new Star Trek shows, one of the like nine new Star Trek shows that exist now. But they were like, it was like a line where they're, or, or yeah. it was either that or like that Orville show. But it was like a line where like talking about like, uh, yeah, Tesla uh, and like the f- whatever fake like hyperdrive inventor they have in, yeah. or warp speed inventor. Uh, and then and they include Elon Musk in this like list of like the brilliant people. It's like, yeah. this is not like, what are you doing? You're like, it, yeah, it's that sort of like pop cultural connection that is made and then it sticks and it's like, yeah, he's, he's the guy. Yeah. We want to believe it's so bad. We want to believe he plays like into a superhero it billionaire who's going to just come in and like save us all. And like, so we found him, even though it's this guy who obviously is not. Yeah, well, you can not, watch. Like, we uh, love a hero. We yeah, love like a savior. Cool funny there's also. a, yeah, there's a so. reason I alone can fix it is a compelling yeah. message yeah. to a lot of people. And that's yeah. what Elon's Doing literally that's like, what he's saying like yeah. that is what he has yeah. been saying about this um and people say about him like he's the only guy to do it yeah right that's just the attitude that he's cultivated about himself and i do i feel like we've talked about this before but do you think that he wants to run for president because uh probably not i don't think so i think um, he i do think he already recognizes that he's got all the best stuff about being president right now without like the crappy, without needing that yeah. art you know like yeah and if it does go through, then I don't he's got feel Twitter. get that like, vibe from it. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I just don't think that's uh, part of his plan. And I think th- there is some aspect where, like, he does 
have this like belief of like, yeah, we got to get to Mars. We got to like do this and this and this. But like, I just think that it's been overtaken by this cult of personality and uh, his billions and billions of dollars and uh, just, yeah, his uh, ridiculous ego. Um, I mean, I I also feel like we're, we're at some point going to, we're, we're, we're nearing the point where I think it's starting to become obvious that he's just been promising a lot of things. He doesn't really know how to build. Like we're in the, okay, Tesla's aren't, even close to being ready to drive themselves. He got the rocket to launch and then land, but not really anymore. The trucks aren't ready. Right, like the the, the tunnel thing didn't didn't take off. He couldn't figure out how to rescue the Thai kids. The the truck windows broke right away. I think it's just like, how many of those does he get before he's got to figure out the next next line, you know, like. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, half of it is it's uh, there's such a PR aspect to it. Yes. Even like, like uh, the they monkey did... brains rejected the Neuralink implants, so like, ah, TikTok, buddy. Like, they did a, a recent of... uh, like uh, you know, they do the presentations for the companies and so on. And there's one recent one where he drove a Tesla on stage, uh, and they're like flashing lights and stuff, and like people were tweeting like, oh wow, he's like the real life Tony Stark, and it's like. It's a presentation for a car. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He drove a car onto the stage and there's like flashing lights. Are you babies? It, like <laughs> if he jangled keys, would you be like, oh, Tony Stark? It's just yeah. so embarrassing. It, 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 but it is. It's like it's inception. Like Kevin Feige put that in the pop culture consciousness very deliberately. And now people feel like they're having that observation themselves. Well, and also yeah. just encouraged Elon to be more Elon. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, he leans into it, obviously. Of course. Um, they put him in the movies. <laughs> okay, guys, we have to take a very quick break. But then Thank God. we'll be right back. I promise. I promise. Mm-hmm. For even more news. Oh. Conk, conk, vroom, vroom, vroom. It's me, Katie the car. I guess I'm a car. As the gimmick for this ad for Wondry's American History Tellers podcast and their brand new season following the legendary expedition of Meriwether Lewis and William Clark. Seems weird to have a car theme for that, I guess. I guess we can make a joke about how it would have been easier for them to have driven, but... I don't know, honestly, that seems weak. As you might know, Lewis and Clark set out in 1804 to find an all-water route to the Pacific Ocean. Or maybe you didn't know that, which is why this podcast would be good for you. And to get there, they faced harsh weather, dangerous terrain, diseases, bears, maybe cars, all to discover previously unknown plants and animals. It's a story of bravery, of leadership and luck as these adventurers overcame impossible odds. American History Tellers takes you through all that good stuff, like a, like a car, through a tunnel. I'm again, I'm the car in this analogy. So check out their podcast to learn not just a tale of exploration and science, but about who owns the American Northwest. Listen to American history tellers Lewis and Clark on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, or you can listen ad free by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app. Vroom vroom history. Vroom vroom. <laughs> And we are back as promised for even more news. Um, promises made, promises kept. Promises, promises. We had a little chat while you were gone. Sorry. You had a little Sorry. chat? No, I heard it. You guys were in my ear still. Uh, for our listeners, I, I used the break to use the restroom as mm. I do just about every week. Everyone should use the restroom at least once a week. 
Yes. At least once a week. Good mm-hmm. rule of thumb. We're going to talk about Russia. We're going to talk about some Russia stuff. It's great, right? We love talking about Russia stuff. Mm. We love um, Russia, don't we, folks? That's what we're getting to. <laughs> oh, God. Good. Yeah. Uh, Russia cut off natural gas to Poland and Bulgaria this week. Both of those countries receive most of their gas from Russia, but they have prepared for this. It is not yet uh, something to freak out about financially, but it's it is uh, a huge step forward increase in these tensions. Um, and and the European Commission is describing it as blackmail. Uh, we could soon see other countries, uh, nations like Germany or Italy, cut off, um, which would. Would be a severe, um, would be severe for for everybody in Europe and probably the world. Also, I want to talk about Donald Trump being on Piers Morgan because that's fun. That's fun. Isn't that yeah, fun yeah, to talk times. about in the, in, in the backdrop of nuclear rhetoric ratcheting up? Um, Donald Trump does an interview, and gosh, guys, it turns out apparently none of this would be happening if Trump was still in office. That's what he says. Um, only he can fix it, um, much like Elon and Twitter. Uh, Jonathan's going to play a little clip, and we're going to react to it. Instead of, you know, kowtowing, instead of Biden saying, oh, he's got nuclear weapons. He keeps saying he's got nuclear We have better weapons. That we have the greatest submarine power mm. in history. So what would you say and do? I would say we have far more than you do, far far more powerful than you, and you can't use that word ever again. You cannot use the nuclear word ever again. And if you do, we're going to have problems. So you can't use the nuclear word or we'll nuke you? Is a solution to like... Talk about free speech. It's great that he doesn't actually have to suggest anything. Well, right. Don, yeah, the Donald Trump's answer is always like, I would have phrased it thusly, and they would have been so taken aback by my phrasing that the problem. Right. Would be- it's like this sort of like I'm the master of language, and that's how I would I would solve it. There were lots of bits from this interview. One that really stood out to me was when he said that all of these people uh, wouldn't be dead if the U.S. election hadn't been rigged. This this was after Piers Morgan pressed him to admit whether or not what. Uh, Putin was doing was bad if he was evil and this was the first time after being repeatedly asked this question in in different settings that Trump finally um, admitted like yeah this isn't good this is bad and then immediately pivoted to this narrative just this whole idea you know and, and, and they've they've talked about how you know why didn't why didn't this happen while Trump was in office? Well, he wasn't ready to invade while Trump was in office. It's not because Trump is such a big, bad, scary man that you know <laughs> they're afraid of him or something. I think it was like towards the beginning of this. I can't remember what when this was, but I believe John Bolton literally was on you know the some news channel saying Trump didn't even know where Ukraine was. We had to beg him to put in the sanctions that they did put in. He didn't want to do anything to Russia ever. That's John Bolton sitting up there saying it. So this this whole idea is, I mean, obviously laughable. Well, yeah, he's a little clown. He's a little clown man. He knew it was long distance because he to make a, a perfect phone call, he had to know like vaguely that he was using a long distance <laughs> yeah. line. So he knew it was far, but not where specifically. It's one of those stories that's like a reminder of how there's there's reality 
unknowable reality where it's, it's too complicated. None of us will ever really unpack the real story of why Putin did this, why Trump did this. And, and then there's cable news and like mm-hmm. their version of it, which is just like this ridiculous, it's just explanations for things that are happening that make no sense at like pure fantasy where it's like reading a novel. And like, this is one of those where it's like, the real story is obviously something having to do with like during the Trump administration, Putin already obviously knew had designs on Ukraine, uh, wanted to push the West and, you know, all these NATO powers and the Ukraine further apart. Like all these things were in motion. The timing, right. who who knows who could unpack all sure. of that. But like, that's the real story that you would dig into with Trump is like the timeline of like, here's what they were doing while you were in charge. And, and here's what's going on now. But they just, they talk around the real stuff. You know, I mean, like, you know, Paul Manafort had to leave the Trump campaign because of his connections to Ukraine. Like, it isn't like this came out of nowhere. Like, this has always been, the whole big deal in 2016 was that Trump's team was adding information about Ukraine and Russia to the Republican platform. Like, this goes back... That's the right. story. That's I mean, right. The question. It's not what would you have done? What would you have said? What, what magic would words said would you have done, said yeah. to prevent It's like, this? what's your relationship with Russia? And what what involvement have you had leading up to this? How when much your administration you have? was having conversations with Putin in 2015, 2016 about Ukraine, what was he saying then? Did you already have an idea that this was it? Like, that's where you'd start. How did that plant factor into you calling Zelensky and, and yeah. holding weapon, withholding weapons in exchange for dirt and Joe Biden? How about when Giuliani was working for Ukraine and do, doing advocacy in Washington for them? Did you hear anything from him? He was your personal lawyer. I, no. Nobody, no <laughs> like one's going to ask. Those are the questions. That's but no one's going to ask those questions. Right. I um, feel like Ken Jong was this close to asking um, oh, <laughs> Matt's sister. He's about to raise his hand. Yeah. Is that Robert Duvall? Once that was <laughs> that moment, so good. that's the funniest that, thing that's ever happened, right? I thought that Rudy Giuliani had already been on the masked singer for it some It was reason. when they recorded it, like TMZ reported on yeah. it from the set, like when they were taping. Ah, and so this I is see. when it was on the air. I, see. I was also like, wait, I thought he was already on and Ken Jong already walked out. Like we got what, a like a behind the scenes when they yeah. shot it. I will say, uh, good for Ken. Like actually seeing is like, yeah, all right. He's the yeah. only one. He's, He's a really good guy. the only one that, that yeah. demonstrates the appropriate level of disgust. Did a movie uh, that he directed. Um, was he in it too? Can't remember, a long time ago. And... Oh God, it really sucked. It wasn't a great part for me. <laughs> I'm not going to give information <laughs> as to why, but he was great and lovely and kind. He seems um, like it. Um, he's a yeah, good person. Like a good Before we move on to broken and news, a physician, and a physician. Thank you for that. And I the do... timing on Nicole Scherzinger asking him, "Is that Robert Duvall?" and his deadpan delivery of, "No, that's not Robert." It's <laughs> so beautiful. So it's good. so yeah. funny. I really, it really makes the whole thing worthwhile. Before we go on to broken news, I just want to highlight one little story that I saw right before we started recording. That um, at first I thought it was a joke. Russia is using militarized marine mammals uh, to protect a key Black Sea naval base. 
according to multiple reports. So yeah, let me just unpack this for a moment. I I've seen people talk about you know like I, I've always thought there was a joke of like oh Putin using a whale or whatever like I've dolphins. heard of Navy SEALs, but this is ridiculous. <laughs> no, but this is an actual thing. Is that you've got two packs of militarized marine mammals, and it is funny, but it's also horrifying to me because you're putting these animals into situations. I mean, like these animals are trained. They're trained to retrieve explosives, um, maybe gear that has been sunk. They are also trained to attack in some situations. And it's wild. It's wild. And so they did have um, a whale, I guess, in Cold War (laughs) was spotted swimming around with a camera attached to its head. And it's not funny. I mean, it is. That image is funny to me. But it's awful because it's animal abuse. But the truth is, is that we have them, too. Let's see. The U.S. has used highly trained dolphins and sea lions for similar activities since the 1960s. Um, North Korea and Israel also reportedly have a military mammal program. Um, I mean, uh, rats uh, are used for like detecting landmines and stuff. And like, it's is wow. uh, yeah. Um, dolphins. I don't know how to do feels, it. But. Dolphins are really intelligent animals. Um, I feel it's all bad. It's all bad. War is war is all bad. Well, for sure. That should go without saying, <laughs> yeah, like, listeners. I'm against <laughs> war in like, general. I'm war. also asking you not with. to bring the animals into it. Yeah, it is pretty fucked up. It's true. It's, it's not fucked it's up. Not it's dolphins just fucked fight. up. It's not, it's the, not dolphins the dolphins fight. fight. They didn't they don't know what they're doing. You're just telling here, dog, go I, I don't like it. Anyway, um, not that that's worse than all the atrocities that are happening. It just Something that I saw right before we started to record. Okay, Jonathan, I'm throwing to you some broken news. <laughs> okay. How about uh, we could talk texting? We can talk even more text messages. Uh, CNN got its hands on more than 2,300 text messages from Mark Meadows' cell, fro- cell phone from between the election and Biden's inauguration. This is a, a whole trove of texts, more than we'd had before from uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene, Ivanka Trump, Rudy Giuliani, My Pillow Guy, Sean Hannity. A uh, ton of different people. This is these are the ones that have uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene texting uh, Mark Meadows on January sixth. Mark, I was just told there is an active shooter on the first floor of the Capitol. Please tell the president to calm people. This isn't the way to solve anything. And uh, that is the last time she thought that. Um, uh, Donald Trump Jr. Excellent editorializing. <laughs> oh sure, no, I, I get in my little barbs here. D- Donald Trump Jr. texted him on January sixth. This is one you go to the mattresses on. They will try to fuck his entire legacy on this if it gets worse. What does that mean? Go to the mattresses. So that's an that's like an old mafia term. They say it in like The Godfather when you're gonna do a mafia war, you go to the mattresses, which means you move into like an empty apartment with just mattresses on the floor. Gotcha. Oh, I didn't know that. Did not know that. Yes. You just knew that so quickly. Uh, you you really just had did. that. You just uh, had that in your in back your pocket. Yeah. It's like you research things. Well, mm. th- I did not specifically research that term. I had a college course where we read the book The Godfather and then watched the movie uh, The Godfather. And the book is uh, like. Uh, not like high literature. It's kind of like uh, <laughs> it's like yeah. cheap. Uh, it's it's like kind of like a grocery yeah. store novel, but it's good. Anyway, they they talk about that in there, and uh, it stuck 
with me. Anyway, um, another uh, really fun text from this one is from Rick Perry, who texted Mark Meadows on November 7th before the election was called for Biden. He said, we have the data driven program that can clearly show where the fraud was committed. This is the silver bullet. Uh, Rick Perry had previously denied that he texted anything like that. But, quote, <laughs> CNN has confirmed it's his cell phone and he signed this text. Rick Perry. Including it's so number. funny yes. to say sign your Rick text. Perry. Rick Watch Perry. him. He's a comer. <laughs> he is a comer. Could you insert that real quick, please? Rick Perry, watch him. He's a comer. Thank you. <laughs> Wait, insert what? Uh, there's a cl uh, clip from uh, Donald Trump's old vlog uh, where he's talking about Rick Perry. It's like in like 2012 yeah, or something yeah, like yeah. that. Nickel and he's inserted. trying to say he's an up and comer, but he says, <laughs> Rick Perry, watch him. He's a comer. Rick Perry, watch him. He's a comer. <laughs> and it's I, it's my favorite thing he's ever said, I think. Rick Perry, watch him. He's a comer. That's it. It sounds because if, if he hadn't signed it, you might think that was that was my pillow guy. Because that's definitely you like, could right. I have the machines. We have the <laughs> evidence like that's that's the lindell sort of you know. i love that amidst all the it's like yeah these legislators and like secretary <laughs> of energy guy. and then also the my pillow guy is, yeah, is yeah. like in the mix is just so funny like the fact that like my the my pillow guy is like a phrase that we all know if we if if the world lives long enough for this for this this is this period of history to be covered by textbooks there will be like a section under like Donald Trump's America where it's like uh, election reform and the my pillow guy. Like that's going to have yeah. to be like a thing. Oh my God. On someone's back. U.S. history test quiz. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And will you need to know his name or can you just answer the my pillow guy? guy? Either <laughs> answer. We'll accept either. We'll accept you will either, have to know but... what drugs was he addicted to before he's found in my pillow. Yeah, I was listing like when I was listing all the names of people who had texted Mark Meadows, I was like, I can either say Mike Lindell, comma, the MyPillow guy, or just say the MyPillow guy, pillow. and his That's name all is, that needs. is superfluous. More I realized just uh, now efficient. doing it that my Mike Lindell, the MyPillow guy, and my Jesse, the Body Ventura voices are identically the same. Why would you change them? Why would they <laughs> be different? Matter. No, no daylight between those two impressions in my head. You don't ever need to acknowledge that. That's just... <laughs> <laughs> interchangeable yeah. okay tell us more jonathan sure sure um well we haven't talked about trump enough yet and i want to talk about this trump uh fruit deposition um so the background oh my God, yes please the background is that donald trump was deposed in october uh in conjunction with a lawsuit stemming from that time in 2015 when he sent his security guards to beat up protesters outside of trump tower in new york so in that deposition, he's asked about past statements condoning violence at rallies, including the time in 2016 where he told supporters that they should knock the crap out of anyone who throws a tomato at him uh, and he'd pay the legal fees. And so him and the lawyers in this deposition were discussing how dangerous it is to have <laughs> tomato or other fruit thrown at you. And here are some some Trump quotes from that deposition. We don't have audio, unfortunately. And I'm not going to do the voice because I you'll get it. No. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's worse than it's worse than tomato. It's other things also, but tomato when they start doing that stuff is very dangerous. There was an alert out that day. I wanted to have people be ready because we were put on alert that they were going to do fruit, and some fruit is a lot worse than tomatoes are bad, by the way. But it's very dangerous. He's the best. Oh my god, he's god, the worst. Remember that he's afraid of stairs as well. See, this is also why, like, I think. Uh, he is afraid of stairs um, yes. and ramps, I guess, and also uh, 
unflushable Burn toilets, toilets for his massive dumps. Um, I it's I'm glad you didn't do the voice. I love any quote from him, and this is something we've talked about before, but just you can't really capture the glory of the way the man speaks unless you say it like you would say it. Like you have to read the words in your own voice. And then you're like, wait, how is this goblin speaking right now? If you do the voice, it's like a character. You don't really get the full like uh, beauty of just like the word, the stiltedness, the, the word, the word choices, just the, the, the way he talks is so unique. And it's only really beautifully highlighted when you just say the like read the quote like monotone or like yeah. as a guy. The turning the the turning the nouns into verbs in like do the fruit they were gonna do <laughs> is it so is. Like, you can't capture he, that yeah the it's way like he that's shortens his brain yeah he shortens the phrases so instead of they're gonna fire nuclear weapons he says he's going to do nuclear right right, right it's right. worse than tomato it's yeah he doesn't say mm -hmm. throwing tomatoes he just says they were doing tomato <laughs> yeah it's right he doesn't much. that's why he's so successful guys he's a master of efficiency <laughs> it's like, see. right exactly the way that you're brain like obviously in a way that's not proper english grammar but in a way that no one else's brain would think to organize that Although information it sucks that after so many years we've all been trained to like oh this is what he means <laughs> like, yeah we know exactly when oh, we a lot of times yeah. it's pure gibberish and you're like oh i i now speak him in in this deposition he also appears to i don't know if he really believes it or if he's just saying stuff even though he's under oath it doesn't matter or whatever because he mm. says well he, he starts talking about other fruits as if they've been thrown at him at rallies which they haven't he goes well a tomato a pineapple a lot of other things they throw yeah if the security saw that a pineapple. i would say you have to yeah but nobody's a lot of other things they throw with the you can't throw rally. a pineapple well because you can't it's pokey also True. if there's anyone to be afraid of it is the pineapple being thrown at you Unless he means just chunks of pineapple. No, which he says makes... a pineapple. A lot of right. other things they throw. Right. But the only time somebody's ever thrown pineapple at him is from their fruit cup at Whole it Foods. Is, it when is hard. You'd have, to like, you'd have to try to like football. Like you'd have to you get can't. top spin You'd on get it. poked as you threw yeah. it. You can't, you can't get a good grip on a pineapple. Look. Look. I know these things, Jonathan. And yeah, like a melon would be heavy, but that also makes it challenging to like throw with any real force. No, you got to do the double-handed over under yeah. double double-handed underhand <laughs> toss. Ninety-nine percent <sighs> of fruits. It's very hard to injure someone seriously. Like, but I mean, you could get through some damage with an apple. Yeah, or I mean, an unripe avocado. You gotta, you gotta have really solid aim to like whip an apple fast at someone who. You can ready. also sorry for all those Antifa pictures. One more ahead. thing about this deposition is that. It's not audio, so the Business Insider article is really saying, and then the lawyer said this, and then Trump said this, and they appear to all be having a good time with this, because then the mm. lawyers ask him, they, they have a little aside to determine if a tomato is a fruit or a vegetable, and then they say, well, it has seeds, <laughs> Love and Trump it. interjects, like, well, if it has this, it has this, and you are just, like, <laughs> having a fun old chat. They're, they're just, like, you know, doing it to the beat of jazz. Right, right. <laughs> I mean, I guess like he doesn't have anything else to do, you know. Like it's not like he like work. Well, he's just wandering the halls of Mar-a-Lago. All right, Jonathan, let's do one more. Sure. Um, well, we can talk student loans. President Biden told House Democrats in a private meeting this week that he was open to canceling some student debt 
and could potentially cancel tens of thousands of dollars worth, but not 50000 he said. No decision's been made yet, but we'll apparently hear in the next few weeks. Uh, right now, the moratorium on paying back student loans, or the pause on uh, payment, is set to expire on August 31st. Well, that's going to be extended no matter what. Yeah. Uh, I. This is... Well, all right. So, first of all, this story originally, when it was originally reported, what happened was, it's not that Biden's, like, talking about canceling student loans. He was in this meeting... And I believe it was the Hispanic caucus brought it up and they're like, uh, what do you think about student like canceling student loans? And his answer was, I'm having aides look into my options for it. First of all, he's been doing that, saying that exact thing for two years. I'm looking into my options. If you don't know your options two years in, you're a bad president. I'm sorry. Also, he promised to do this in his campaign to become the president. So the idea that he's like, yeah, I'm having AIDS look into it. It's just ridiculous to be happening in April of 2022. Um, I kind of, can I interject just to say one thing? Yeah. That when I heard that, I'm kind of like, part of me is just, I don't know. I I feel this is the kind of thing that gets leaked and it's close to midterms and uh, almost in all of the news, everyone's talking about it. Like there's so many things that don't get reported on. And part of me just kind of feels like maybe this is just about uh, saying people like, hey, look, I'm working on doing this thing when he's not really. Oh, absolutely. Like and, you know, I mean, maybe there will be some sort of uh, thing to come out of this. Um, Not $50,000. The the Um, Biden strategy thus far seems to be like, come out and say you want to do a great thing. It, it doesn't end up happening. And then you kind of go like, well, we, we, we tried, though. I mean, you can, you right, can we imagine. We gave it a shot. You can imagine well, so- how great it would have been, right? And like, and like, I don't know why they keep doing things like that, but they do. It seems weirdly like the pattern they've because established. Because they don't actually know how um, to bridge the divide because, they're, because it's not possible. All they can do is, and we're not the priority, so is lip service towards the thing. Yeah. It's because he doesn't he doesn't want to do it, right. but he knows that like some people want it to happen, and it's like kind of what we talked about earlier. Like popular things don't happen. <laughs> I just, uh, it's the the weird the the setting themselves up for the inevitable moment where they'll have to go like, well, we couldn't make it happen, but we you know we tried our best, and like obviously in politics you don't want to find yourself in that position over and over again. It, it makes the inevitable like. The Biden campaign can't tell why young voters are turned off. Like, it makes those stories even more remarkable when they come out because, it's like, you don't remember last month when everybody was upset that this thing isn't happening and you were like, well, look, maybe next time. Vote. Go back and vote, kid. Yeah, it's going to keep coming uh, and happening. Um, yeah, also, like- the the pause on student loans, it's just, it's just a uh, an interesting, impossible situation for them because they've paused student loans the, and they keep extending that date. Um, because of the pandemic. Have you heard about this? Have you guys seen this? Mm-hmm. Um, and so now they're in a situation where, like, what politician, what president, what who will will restart those payments? Like, he's not going to by the end of the year. That might be why they're they keep talking about this because when that August thirty first uh, deadline comes up, they will not reinstitute those payments. Five they will pause it again. The they're not going to do that. Midterms are, that. are are very soon. They will not do it. And then okay, so they have to extend it more. 
okay next year well that's when the presidential election fucking starts god it's gonna be miserable for two years but that's when that starts are they gonna do it then are they gonna do this unpopular thing like it's very very hard to put that back in the bottle it's been paused for almost three years i think uh and you can't so you can't be like by the way you gotta start paying again i have a question has it also paused all new student loans that have like presumably people have received student loans and started their education or i guess you don't start repaying you don't until start you've paying graduated, until you don't start paying until but like so, so all of that is still but you're right that but we got like, like a year like and a half before but you're continually accruing new people adding to that and then it's like well somebody's gonna have to make a decision about what we're doing moving forward um so that's yeah, and it's not like it's not going to happen this year. They will not restart payments. They're not going to do it when there's an election, which is uh, basically next year and definitely the year after that. Uh, whoever wins is going to be like, now that I'm the president, you got to start paying those student loans again. Um, I just don't know the situation uh, where they're going to be unpaused officially. Like, it just seems like it's going to be a constant sort of like delay, maybe not do any of the loan forgiveness, but like the delay it it's going to go keep going for a long long time it seems and on that note it's time to wrap things up <laughs> yeah lon huzzah we made it we survived the hour of news we feel good we have purged ourselves of news made room for more news to consume lon thank you so much for joining us this was great to finally have you on um tell our listeners where they can find you online plug your work all the things uh well find me on twitter at l-o-n-s is the best place to keep up with what i'm doing there and uh yeah my my other podcast or my podcast is called (laughs) binge boys i host it with hal rudnick we watch uh a lot of random streaming stuff and then uh we talk to each other about it i do a lot of yelling he's very Hal is great. Yeah, you guys have very different energies. That's fun. Right, yeah. It's like, uh, Hal, how kind of just, here's my take, and then I scream for 20 minutes. It's that kind of a balance. All right. That's it. That's it. We did all the things. That's it. I feel great about it. Good. And you know what, guys? It'd be bad if you felt bad about it. It would be fat fat if I felt mad about it. Mm -hmm. Gosh darn it. We just, we love you very much. Heck, much. Fuck. Much. Yeah. Rick Perry, watch him. He's a comer. <laughs> <laughs>